Hi, this is Coach Pete, and if you've got questions on how to properly structure your assets and build retirement income, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Financial Safari. Broadcasting from coast to coast, it's the Financial Safari with your host, Coach Pete Deruda. Coach Pete and his guests are some of the nation's top financial professionals. They make it their mission to guide investors through the treacherous jungle of the financial world, showing them how to grow, keep, and leave their money for their loved ones. Coach Pete is a frequent contributor to Fox Business Network, CNBC, The Wall Street Journal, and many other news outlets. They come to Coach Pete for their answers, and now so can you. So stick around and find out how to make it through the jungle of the financial world on The Financial Safari. Welcome into the Financial Safari. Consumer advocate Thomas Lipscomb here in the studio alongside Morgan Patrick, as well as best-selling author Coach Pete Deruda. Welcome in, guys. Hey. It's always a good time to see you guys in the studio and see you guys out there driving around. There you go. Or wherever you listen to the show. Where do you think people listen to the show mostly? Maybe maybe someone's out there getting a haircut right now. That's what I like to think. Coach. Well, not just in the car, right? <laughs> That's right. I mean, nowadays right. you can listen to shows anywhere. And we have a podcast, and you can listen to it years from now. You can hear the same show at FinancialSafari.com, can't you, Tom? You absolutely can, and not just on the weekends either, FinancialSafari.com. Or uh, if you'd like to go directly to it, just hit us up on Spotify, Apple, wherever you like to listen to great content. Now, we've been working uh, behind the scenes on a paper, a white paper. We finally have it done, and it's uh, going to be about the 40 best dividend pay stocks to own. Nice. Yes. Now, why are dividend Morgan, you know, why are dividend paying stocks important? Well, I mean, if if the stock market's doing well, yep. uh, your stock's doing well, your dividend's going to be bigger, therefore <laughs> you benefit. I had Dr. Walter Wild from Hawaii University on the show years ago, and I said, "Doc, isn't buying a dividend paying stock almost being like being paid to take risk. And I baffled him because he didn't know what I meant. He said, well, what do you mean? I said, well, you know, if you're getting a dividend, that means every single quarter, every three mm. months, the company announces what the dividend is, what the earnings are, and you get to share in that. That's called a dividend. And so a lot of stocks, like these NASDAQ high flyers, they don't pay any dividend. So you're basically hoping the stock goes up in value. That's the only way you benefit. Mm-hmm. But with a dividend-paying stock, even if the stock's not doing too well, if you're in a long-term position, who cares, by the way? But even if the stock isn't doing well, you still get paid to be in that stock that's called a dividend and i've got some dividend stocks myself i've had a couple or well, three of them since college days exxon wisconsin energy and mcdonald's all of them are doing good and the secret to a dividend paying stock is you want to see that company increasing dividends every single year hopefully and you don't want an unreasonably high dividend many times though because if a company has to pay you a lot of money to invest mm. that means they don't uh, they're not too confident in their company they have to pay you a lot more than entice you to invest so we want stable dividends that increase every single year or every single quarter hopefully not the quarter but every year you want to make sure you're getting at least what you got last year Make sense, Thomas? It does make a lot of sense. It, you know, it's one of those things that, that you hear about, but but is hard to really dive deep into. Now, a lot of advantages, though, uh, are covered in this report. You talk about uh, historical performance being one of them in here. Yep. Dividend stocks have historically provided competitive returns over the long term. That's the one thing you were just talking about. Yeah, good returns, good company. Here's what, if you have a, uh, well, back in the day, if you had a horse and buggy company paying you a dividend and Mr. Ford came out with his little four-wheel car, <laughs> I don't think you'll be at many dividends from the horse and buggy companies. I mean, there's only so many Budweiser Clivesdales around, right? So, right. so we need to make sure that you're you're investing in a company that's go, that has long-term success potential and also long-term viability. 
Okay, so so this is uh, different than say just going for the gain, going for the gain. You're looking at this rather differently when trying yeah. to pick a stock. Well, again, look at a dividend as a stream of income, and I, you know I love income streams, and especially if we're talking to you guys out there near retirement or in retirement, yeah. what's the most important thing is not what stocks you have, but how much money you're getting by holding those stocks. Not what CDs you have, but how much interest you get holding those CDs. Can you take that interest and live on it? Yeah. Uh, annuities. If you get a stream of money from annuities, you, you some of the annuities you get a stream of lifetime income you can never outlive. Well, that puts you in control of retirement. It's predictable, it's guaranteed, and it's easy to build a retirement plan when you know with certainty what the money's going to be coming in. Now, we also need to know what's going out. <laughs> and that's where a lot of folks have had trouble the last couple of years, because it's about seven to $700 to $1,000 more a month to do what the daily activities used to do back in the day. So three years ago, what do I mean? Well, doesn't it cost more to get gas? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Does it cost more when you go to the grocery store? Yeah. It costs more anytime you're paying money these days because costs are going up. It's costing more money for the employers to get the employees. And then they pass that. It's called pass through. They pass that cost on to you through either or, or both a lower quantity. Like you, you pay for like potato chips. They used to be one pound bag. Now they're sure. six ounces. Maybe they're five ounces. Shrinkflation. Or, yeah, shrinkflation. Or a higher price, or a combination of the two, and that's what makes people mad. I, mm. you know, I, I understand you have to charge me more, but don't shrink it at the same time. Exactly. <laughs> Seinfeld even mentioned shrinkage, didn't they? <laughs> they did. What a great episode, too. You know, you know, this is a great conversation we're having, folks. If you have questions and you want to get those in front of Coach Pete and the team, give us a call 800-661-7383. 800-661-7383. You can also text us by texting the keyword "plan" to six hundred seven hundred. That is "plan" to six. 700 and talking about planning coach I, I think about the practical nature of this and, and it's hard to translate a stock valued at a certain figure to this is what I can eat tonight or this means I can go on this cruise this you know this summer with my family or whatever right. it may be and that's what the strategy that's what the plan is all about at the end of the day yeah and again I'm just hitting on dividend paying stocks because that's another income source when we're looking is. at streams of income I call it the income percolation like now, that. Morgan, you're old enough to remember the coffee percolator, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thomas, you probably I, not. I, I don't know. And I'm know not talking about the drip coffee maker or the or the one cup at a time things that we have in the office. I'm talking about the percolator. You, Mom used to have to put it on the stove, I think, and you, then all of a sudden you see the uh, coffee start to percolate. In other words, come up into the little glass thing and go yeah. down. And uh, that made really good coffee. It took longer. But it was worth the wait many times. Same with investing in dividend-paying stocks. You're not going to get immediate returns many times. But but what a dividend-paying stock really did, does is it lets you share in the in the positive earnings of a company. So you don't have to wait to sell the stock to to benefit. And many many times you never want to sell that stock because well that's the uh, that's the goose that's laying the golden egg well, in a single quarter. Well, you were saying you had Exxon and McDonald's. These are huge yeah. American names. <laughs> huge. Well, the joke about McDonald's, and I still I've I've done it for over 30 years now. Back in the day. When when I started with McDonald's, starting doing a dividend reinvestment program, otherwise known as DRIP program. Yes. That means every single month at the same day, they would take out $100 out of my checking account and buy McDonald's stock with that. All right, that was good. That's that's every single, I get dollar cost averaging every single month. It doesn't matter where the stock price is. I'm taking that same $100 and buying stock. Sometimes I got a good deal, sometimes not so good because McDonald's was going up in price. Sure. But the thing I loved about my McDonald's stock is that every single year I get the annual report. And the annual report, if you look through it, tucked inside there somewhere was a coupon for a free sandwich at McDonald's. <laughs> now, Coach Pete hates the fact they went 
digital because what did they take away when they went digital? Oh, the coupon. <laughs> oh, that's sure terrible. So they got me on that. I almost <laughs> sold all my stock. Just joking. But it's just important to make sure that we don't. And again, not all my eggs in one basket. Just $100. I started with, I think, I'm up to $200. I increased it a little bit over the years. Yeah. Should have increased it a lot more with that and Exxon and Wisconsin Energy have all done well over the 30-some years that I've had them. Now, if I was trying to get in today and get out next week or next month or next year, it might not be a success story because my time frame was a lot smaller. But since I didn't need the money, I was putting it away, hopefully for retirement, hopefully for the, maybe I'll keep it and pass it on to my daughter. I mean, because mm-hmm. she, she can inherit that stock at a, as tax laws exist today at a step up in cost basis. That means it doesn't matter if I got McDonald's stock at a penny and now it's worth 100 and I die. My daughter would inherit that stock based on the fact that what the government looks at is they would pretend that she bought it at $100 a share. Hmm. She didn't pay any. She didn't get it at a hundred dollars share. She inherited it to me. I bought it at a dollar a share. What's it say? Or a penny a share? A dollar a share? Whatever. Right. But she doesn't have to be responsible for the tax bill between what I bought it for and what she inherited that. That's called a step up in cost basis. Many people don't understand that term. I, I love that. It's it makes a lot of ever. sense, and, and it's uh, a bit scary that it, that it could be on the outs here. Yeah, but having <laughs> <laughs> everything's almost on the outs. Uh, but it's just about making sure that we take advantage of what's out there for us today. Again, not all your eggs in one basket, but having a dividend-paying stock portfolio in your, in your overall portfolio, mm-hmm. at least a portion of that, paying you some dividends – really takes the worry out of uh, living in retirement. It gives, again, that income percolation, making sure that you can start. Let's say in the, in the, you, let's say I decide to retire and I didn't want to sell those stocks, but I didn't want to start. I didn't want to keep reinvesting the dividends like I've been doing. Instead, I'll, I would say, send me the dividend check every, oh, every single sure. quarter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there's, your, there's another stream of income. Now, you need a lot of shares to get a lot of income from that, but any little bit helps when we're talking about planning and living through retirement, doesn't well, it? Well, and you've got these blue chip stocks. I mean, you and you've been consistently giving uh, money to you know these over the years, and I think that's the lesson to be learned. I mean, you you have to be consistent, you have to be yep. steady, you have to be patient. Right. And Thomas, when we've been doing this report, like a couple of the forty that we've identified are ones that I am a little concerned about, like for long term. For instance, AT and T. Isn't that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They've been doing a really good job over history. Uh, but communications, I mean, how are we going to communicate in five years from now? True. Matter of fact, if you're listening to this show on the radio, you're joining about 50 percent less people that were here like a few years ago. Because more, more people are getting their information through podcasts, the Internet, whatever, and not the radio. You may be in a, like you may not be hearing us now, but maybe you used to hear us because you're in the car listening to the radio. And now you're listening to your favorite podcast or, or streaming or something else. You're not listening to us on the radio. So go. it's just about changing as things go on. People, uh, well, everyone's trying to get uh, more things done in less time. Technology was supposed to make life easier, wasn't it? It was. You know, I think of it, it's adaptation, but also personalization. That's something yep. that's kind of fun about the part, podcast world, but it's also something that you do every day with retirement planning. It's been personalization for, for 30 years or more. And look at number seven on our list of the top 40 dividend-paying stocks we've identified, ExxonMobil. Oh, there it is. What did I just say? When I, <laughs> when I started investing in Exxon, it was just called Exxon. And then they bought it mobile, and then and that kind of thing happened. Mm-hmm. And over the years, it's been up and down all around. I mean, it, it looked horrible years ago, and now it's looking good. But it always paid a dividend, and they basically took that dividend and reinvested it. In other words, bought more shares of stock with it. Yeah. And that's what I'm going to continue to do until I actually need those dividends. The beauty of this is you're taking the dividend that you earn from that stock to buy more shares of stock, and then you'll get more dividends because you have more shares of stock. 
That's it's great. a good flow, isn't it? Instead of a bad flow. Like, like if you if you are using a credit card to do bad things, or which is anything you do with it, you can't pay the bill off at the end of the month, and then you get that interest charge, you can spend less money next month because you're spending some of that money to pay the interest on the bill you never should have built up to begin with. <laughs> hey, there you go. There you go. <laughs> so if you'd like to get your hands on a copy of this report that Thomas and I have worked on called the 40 Top Dividend-Paying Stocks, as of today, it could change in the future, but we, we, it's not just a list of the stocks, Thomas. We go over advantages and disadvantages of investing in dividend-paying stocks to give you that er income percolation all the way through retirement. That's very important. I've also got a book. We have Tom Hegna on the show often, and actually we had him on about a month ago. He talked about his new book. Who Wants to Be a Millionaire from Tom Hegna. Now, he's written a couple books. He's had a PBS special. Tom is a, a magnificent presenter, and he's a great uh, writer. And this book right here shows everyone out there the magic that exists to get you to that millionaire status. And it's not as hard as you think if you follow the guidelines and roadmap he has outlined in this book. Very important book to have. Morgan, you, I saw you nodding over there. I mean, who, who doesn't want to become a millionaire? Yeah, I tell you, he's uh, insightful. Uh, we, we've interviewed him a number of times. Yep. Uh, and it's just, it's, it's, it's common sense, but we just, we don't visit it every day. <laughs> common sense isn't so common sometimes, <laughs> is it? True. So it's just, we, Tom goes over to three phases of wealth. He talks about having that income stream, streams of income. And Thomas, we're going to do that personally for the next 10 callers who call. You'll get a copy of the, the book of Tom Hegnes. You'll get that report on the 40 top dividend paying stocks and you'll also get coach pete's financial playbook for you and your family that is included in your personal wealth report you'll have a customized report showing you where you are now but more importantly how you can get to where you want to go in the easiest and simplest manner thomas the next 10 people right now 800-661-7383, 800-661-7383. You can also take advantage by texting the keyword PLAN to 600-700, PLAN to 600-700. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Peter J. Deruta or his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Annuity guarantees are based solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Individuals should thoroughly review the contract for specific details of the product features and costs. Income payments and withdrawals from deferred annuities are are generally taxable as ordinary income in the year they are taken.